the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Diplomatic talks between Russia and Ukraine fail again. They continue to be frustrated by a very stiff Ukrainian resistance. Another American journalist injured in Ukraine. Fox News journalist has been injured while news gathering outside of Kiev. The U.S. talks with China on their support for Russia in Ukraine. We will not allow any country uh, to compensate Russia uh, for its losses. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, March 15th. I'm Mike Scott. Another round of diplomatic talks. Russian forces kept up their assault on Ukraine on Monday, firing on suburbs around the capital of Kiev and attacking other cities, even as the two countries engaged in diplomatic talks, which ended without a breakthrough. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says the flow of military aid right now is not being impeded. We're going to continue to get as much security assistance to the Ukrainians as fast as we can and in the most efficient, effective way. And there's lots of different ways that we're, we're, uh, we're pursuing that. Kirby does say that Russian advancement is being slowed. I think our general understanding that they continue to be frustrated by a very stiff Ukrainian resistance and they are not making the kind of progress on the ground that we believe they thought they would be making by this point. Meantime, Thousands of soldiers and civilians have died, and the war has forced more than 2.8 million people to flee Ukraine. The International Committee of the Red Cross, Director General Robert Mardini, says the war is catastrophic for civilians, especially in areas where neighborhoods are being flattened and hospitals are being attacked. We've seen uh, neighborhoods uh, that have been uh, damaged, uh, flattened, uh, uh, and some also uh, hospitals have uh, received uh, uh, shells, which of course is unacceptable because hospitals are protected uh, by international humanitarian law. Martini says the war is nothing short of a nightmare in Ukraine. It is really frightening and it, it, uh, uh, it, it tells a lot uh, about a situation that is nothing short of a nightmare. For people living there. The director general goes on to say that the war, he believes, needs to end. Civilians must be protected. So whether uh, a ceasefire uh, or a combination of a ceasefire and safe evacuation of civilians is an absolute must. Heritage Foundation Vice President for National Security and Foreign Policy, Jim Carafano, joined Chicago's Morning Answer to discuss what he believes are failures of the Biden administration in Ukraine. Uh, yeah, I'd like to say it's amateur art at the White House, but I, I don't want to insult amateurs all over the world. Um, look, there's there's two facets to diplomacy, which is not about, everybody thinks diplomacy is about negotiating. It's not. Diplomacy is about what you, what you say to your opponent or your adversary or your friend to influence their behavior. Um, 
And there's two sides to that. There's the public side, and then there's the, the private side. Carafano explains how negotiations in and out of the public eye can influence how an adversary reacts to the U.S. In public, you, you don't say nonsense that actually makes you look weaker. That, that's, that, because that actually encourages your opponent to be more aggressive. And if anybody should have learned anything in dealing with the Russians, when you give the Russians a unilateral concession for nothing, the Russians see that as weakness, and they seek to take advantage of you. Conversely, when you show strength and you warn the Russians, or you put a red line up and you, and you demonstrate the willingness to enforce that, then the Russians take you seriously. Carafano points to what he believes is the Biden administration's biggest blunder, in Ukraine. The reality is, is, is if nine months ago when this had started, we did everything that we are doing today. We front-loaded all the support and everything to the Ukrainians, and we sanctioned the heck out of these guys. If we'd done all that at the front end, Putin would have been deterred. With Russia targeting a military training base near Poland, Carafano believes, should Russia make a mistake, NATO will respond. If Russia strikes Poland, they, that you have attacked a NATO country, and that Poland would turn to the rest of NATO and say, hey. Um, and, and then what I suspect would happen is what I would call a proportional response, right? So depending upon what the Russians did, the NATO response to that would be proportional. So they wouldn't escalate to starting World War III. My guess is, is if they, they would attack the forces that attacked the, the Polish thing. So if that was an Air Force thing, they would, might take out a base or they may take out a unit. So that's called proportionality. When asked if NATO would intervene should Russia ramp up its attacks with weapons of mass destruction, Carafano had this to say. I think if they use chemical or nuclear weapons inside of um, Russia, I mean inside of um, Ukraine, Ukraine uh, there, there will obviously be an escalated humanitarian effort. There's going to be a lot of fear. Your your stock portfolio is going to be really bad. Um, but I I, and, and I do think Russia will be further isolated and for a longer period of time. And this will put a lot of strain on China, and it'll ripple across a whole bunch of things. But but will NATO take military action against Russia because they use weapons of mass destruction in Ukraine? And and my answer would probably be probably not. Carafano also pulled no punches when it came to China's ties with Russia. But it's typical, typical Chinese obfuscation, right? It's pretending to be the good guy when they're clearly not the good guy here. And mm-hmm. they are clearly not a neutral party. And the notion of the, I mean, the, the notion of the Chinese negotiating an end of this war is like you going through the Russians to negotiate the Iran deal in the middle of a war with Russia. Another American journalist injured in Ukraine. Fox News journalist Benjamin Hole was wounded in Kyiv Monday according to the network. We've got a Fox News alert to pass along to you, and and this is uh, news that we hate to pass along to you, but it's obviously what happens sometimes in the middle of a conflict. A Fox News journalist has been injured while news gathering outside of Kiev. Uh, Very few details, but teams on the ground. Fox News CEO Susanna Scott says that Hall was reporting outside of Ukraine's capital when he was hurt adding that the network did not have a lot of detail on what happened. Scott said Hall is hospitalized but has no details on his condition. Fox broadcaster John Roberts told viewers, we're working as hard as possible to get the best information we possibly can. This is a stark reminder for all journalists who are putting their lives on the line every day to deliver the news from the war zone. 
We will update everyone as we know more. Please keep Ben and his family in your prayers. On the other hand, Charles Jaco, a former CNN correspondent, took to Twitter to mock Hall's hospitalization by tweeting, quote, A Fox News reporter has been injured in Kiev. If he was shot by the Russians, is that a case of friendly fire? End quote by Charles Jaco. More face-to-face meetings with China. President Joe Biden's national security advisor is warning top Chinese officials about China's support for Russia in the Ukrainian invasion. Even as the Kremlin denied reports, it had requested Chinese military equipment to use in the war. U.S. advisor Jake Sullivan and senior Chinese foreign policy advisors met in Rome with the Biden administration increasingly concerned that China is using the Ukraine war to advance Beijing's long-term interest in its competition with the United States. State Department spokesman Ned Price says White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan met with the Chinese to warn them against aiding Russia. The National Security Advisor uh, and our delegation uh, raised directly and very clearly our concerns about the PRC's support to Russia in the wake of the invasion uh, and the implications that uh, any such support uh, would have. Price says the U.S. is warning all nations against helping Russia prop up its struggling economy. Any country uh, that would seek to attempt to bail Russia out of this economic financial morass uh, will be met with consequences. Uh, We will ensure that no country uh, is uh, able to get away with such a thing. Price went on to say that the U.S. is watching closely to see if China is helping Russia in any way during the Ukraine war. We have communicated very clearly to Beijing uh, that we won't stand by uh, if um, uh, we will not allow any country uh, to compensate Russia uh, for its losses. Meantime, on the home front, congressional candidate for New Hampshire's 1st District and communication director for Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, Caroline Levitt, joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss the growing concern over China's influence in America. How embarrassing it is this President Nancy Pelosi and the Democrat Party consistently apologize for America. They fail to stand up for our values, and we're seeing the repercussions of that on the world stage on all fronts. Obviously, with what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, the botched withdrawal of Afghanistan was totally humiliating as well. And we cannot turn a blind eye to the influence that the CCP is having. They are engaging in espionage across our country and our college campuses. This is what I wrote about in my recent op-ed. I know the world is focused on Russia and Ukraine, and rightfully we should be. But again, we cannot turn a blind eye to the CCP's ever-growing influence in America. It's on our homeland. We don't have to look overseas to see it. It is happening right here, right now, and particularly impacting my generation. Levitt points to the rise of the Chinese Communist Party in China and believes we're seeing much of that history being played out again here in the United States. This is very intentional by the Chinese Communist Party. This is their model. You see everything that they have done to become a communist country themselves is happening in America right now. You rewrite history. You tear down statues. You indoctrinate your youth. 
you go after your guns, you then you steal your elections. All of these things are happening. And the most concerning part to me is that indoctrination of our young people, because I live amongst this generation. Lovett explains how she feels China is indoctrinating youth. How is China doing this? It's really in two ways, in my opinion. First, it's in our classrooms. There are these things called Confucius Institutes on public universities and colleges across America. And these are basically Chinese Communist Party breeding grounds where they're pushing these Chinese Communist ideologies onto America's college students. Chinese professors are working at these institutes. They're avoiding sensitive topics that paint the PRC in a negative light. And these universities are not allowed to criticize China. We had one in my home state of New Hampshire, and thank goodness that partnership was recently broken up. Uh, But we need to ensure that every partnership on all of these college campuses is. Levitt points out that one particular app on our cell phones is the biggest culprit of Chinese indoctrination. And then secondly, it's not just in our classrooms, it's on our cell phones. And that, again, is what's most concerning to me, uh, most notably through this app called TikTok that my generation is literally addicted to. And the Chinese Communist Party runs it, and they're pushing ideologies that are very divisive and that they know will break down American society as we know it, particularly with transgender ideology and racial division. And they're really toying with the algorithms on these apps. The homeless are under attack. The mayors of New York City and Washington, D.C. appealed to the public for help Monday in an urgent search for a gunman who has been stalking homeless men asleep on the street, killing at least two, wounding three others in less than two weeks. James Winans is CEO of the Bowery Mission, says the gunman has to be arrested as soon as possible. Certainly we need to apprehend this uh, the suspect who uh, is, is causing this violence in our city. Um, And we've got to look out for each other. Uh, In some ways, it boils down to something as simple as that. Joel Castillo, who is homeless in New York, says getting people off the streets is more important now than ever. The only way we can actually help these homeless people is to get rid of homelessness. You know, I know that might sound like, you know, uh, unachievable feat, you know, given that every place there's homelessness. However, especially with a city as, you know, as like New York, you know, there's no other city like this. We should have, you know, we should allocate resources into helping these people. President Biden on Monday said Russian President Vladimir Putin and the COVID-19 pandemic are to blame, he believes, for record high inflation in the United States and maintain that rising prices have nothing to do with his administration policies. However, John Tamney, editor at Real Clear Markets, joined the Salem Radio Network, and he believes that it is Biden's policies that are driving inflation. The simple truth is devaluation is a policy choice. It happened under Jimmy Carter. It did not happen under Ronald Reagan. It did not happen under Bill Clinton. It's no surprise that Reagan and Clinton oversaw booming economies and stock markets. So what was the policy decision that Tamney believes drove the devaluation of the dollar? Uh, Well, the policy cause, I think, is fairly obvious. Two years ago, they shut down major parts of the global economy. Tamney went on to say that the idea that the economy would return back to normal after being shut down for two years is an illusion. So you destroy supply chains developed by billions of workers engaged in trillions of different different transactions over decades, and then expect that miracle, the, the miracle that resulted in remarkably low prices to come back online, 
is is just is fanciful on a level that, that that's hard to, that it's hard to put a number or it, it's just staggering. Citing record high gas prices, Uber is now charging customers a new fuel fee to help offset costs for ride hail and delivery drivers. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett has more details. The temporary surcharge will be either 45 cents or 55 cents for each Uber trip and either 35 cents or 45 cents for each Uber Eats order, depending on location. It will take effect on Wednesday. San Francisco-based Uber says all the money will go directly to drivers. The surcharge will be in effect for at least 60 days, after which Uber said it will assess the situation. Uber says the surcharges are based on the average trip distance and the increase in gas prices in each state. Uber rival Lyft did not immediately say whether it will consider a similar move. Bernie Bennett reporting. And finally, geopolitical tensions will not keep an American astronaut and two Russian cosmonauts from returning to Earth together as planned this month. NASA's Mark Vanderlei and cosmonauts Peter Dubrov and Anton Shekaplerov have been long scheduled to come home from the International Space Station on board a Russian Soyuz spacecraft on March 30th. And that remains the plan, despite the strain that Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine has placed on Russia's many space partnerships. NASA's space station program manager, Joe Montalobano, says the U.S. astronaut Vanderai will return to Earth in that Russian capsule with two Russian cosmonauts. I can tell you for sure Mark is coming home on that Soyuz. Uh, we are in communication with our Russian colleagues. There's no fuzz on that. The three crew members are coming home. Montalobano says despite tensions between the U.S. and Russia, the American astronaut and cosmonauts will cooperate until the end of the month. The reality is Mark Van de Heist coming home on March 30th uh, with Anton and, and Piotr, uh, period. There's really not much to add on that. We have confirmation from our Russian colleagues. Uh, we hold a readiness review for each of these major events. We had a readiness review with all the participants of the international partners, and everybody confirmed that the three people coming home will be uh, Anton, Piotr, and Mark. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.